Hey friends, welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath for this Trinity Sunday in honor of Queen Elizabeth's recent 70-year jubilee a celebration of being our queen. I am going to today have some tea. We're going to have what's it called? Double Bergamot Earl Grey Tea. And again, in honor of Her Majesty's 70 years on the throne, a marmalade sandwich. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not too sure if Queen Elizabeth is a subscriber to a Sipping on the Sabbath. Um, if you are, good morning, ma'am. Congratulations. God bless you. Thank you for everything. But regardless, she certainly has been through a lot in her life. 70 years as queen, 96 years of age. She has seen a lot, a lot of change, social, economic, political, scientific change. And if she was to tell us, honestly, what's going on in her mind, if she was to share that with us, I think she would certainly be able to identify with how we, because she, like us, we're very much human beings, we have a lot to rejoice in in life. But we also have had our fair share of difficulties, sufferings, and problems. She's had her own uh, to deal with. And St. Paul, in our second reading today, he makes two particular boasts. So if you want to get your Bible out, it's Romans uh, chapter 5. You can make yourself some tea. You can make yourself a marmalade sandwich. And we're going to look at these two particular boasts that St. Paul makes. One about rejoicing and one about suffering, difficulties, problems in life. And the Queen has had her fair share and we have had our own fair share in our life. So St. Paul says that we first of all, we boast in our hope of sharing in the glory of God. And secondly, we boast in our sufferings. Now, how do we understand what St. Paul is getting at? I looked up the definition of boasting, and boasting is bragging or speaking with excessive pride and self-satisfaction about one's achievements, possessions, and abilities. Now, as followers of Christ, are we, we're, we're not supposed to be boastful. So what's, again, St. Paul getting at when he says that I am boasting about the glory of God and I am boasting about my sufferings? Is it a contradiction to boast about both? Both about the glory, both about the good times, and also about the hard times or the, the sufferings of life. Can I be peaceful in both? Yes, because peace is not simply the absence of conflict, or the absence of problems or troubles or difficulties in a life. It is instead an inner state of being based on the importance of being grateful. No matter what's going on in my life, do I have, by the grace of God, the capacity to be grateful? I have someone in my life, who my spiritual director, who says to me quite often, Alan, nothing outside of you needs to change in order for you to be happy. Now, you may hear those words and think to yourself, now, just a minute, you, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going through. How can you possibly say that? 
it's a challenge, I admit. I'm not always uh, living up to it. I'm praying, I'm trying to cooperate with the grace of God. Sometimes I don't do as well as I would like to, but you know what? Why is that? Because I am a human being. And why are there problems in this life? Because this ain't heaven. I want to get to heaven, but it ain't there uh, yet. And so I can be at peace even if all around me there is no peace. And that, my dear friends, that is when I know that I am indeed growing, growing in the spiritual life. St. Paul goes on to say in this excerpt that we have from Romans chapter 5, that suffering produces endurance. Endurance, think of a runner, a capacity to exert energy, to remain consistent over a long period of time. And it comes from trial and error, it's great to cross the finish line in record time and be able to complete a marathon or a half marathon, but it's all the work that goes into arriving at that time. And so ourselves, my dear friends, we can experience the peace of God. We can boast both in the good times and in the bad, the glory of God and the sufferings that we have in life because nothing outside of us needs to change in order for us to be happy. The thumbnail that I chose for this uh, particular video that you, you'll see on the internet has a whole bunch of happy faces. Well, actually, no, one happy face. Uh, one happy face surrounded by a bunch of other faces that are really not so happy. And that's the point I'm trying to get at. St. Paul is boasting both in the good times and in the bad. And like the Queen, we have all, because we're human beings, experienced our fair share of both. But it's to keep in mind that the Lord Jesus loves us very, very much. He's always with us. He has promised he would never abandon us. And so how do I in my life deal with suffering? When a trial or a tribulation comes my way, whether it be physical, mental, or spiritual pain, disappointments, setbacks, betrayals, etc. How do I deal with that? Time for some tea. And a little bite of marmalade sandwich. That's actually quite good. Marmalade sandwiches. So I am, I don't, I don't know about you, but I am, and I'll be honest here and admit something to you. I'm very good at boasting when things are good. When life's going my way, when people do what I want them to do, where the traffic flows, when people are no longer, you know, you know, being an obstacle or, you know, whatever, you know, there's nobody in line at the bank or nobody in line at the grocery store or whatever, you know what I mean? When things are going well, oh yeah, great, life is great, I love Jesus, you know, I, I, I know I'm his beloved son, etc. all that stuff, you know, but I'm not very good at boasting when the difficulties come my way, when things don't go the way I want them to, when I have to change my schedule, I don't get what I want, etc. The little boy inside of me comes out and begins to stomp his foot down and has a little bit of a hissy fit, right? And it's a defect of character, and I'm entirely ready, and I humbly ask that God remove, removes it from me, but of course, it's according to his schedule. Uh, his timetable, uh, not mine. And he often allows me to keep my defects of character so that I have, by his grace, the increased willingness and capacity to choose. Just because I have defects of character 
doesn't mean I have to act upon them. So how do we handle both the glory and how do we handle the suffering? How did St. Paul do it? And his own words, he lived them out in his life by God's grace. And how did he do it? I have just started to read a new book. Maybe some of you have heard of it. It's called He Leadeth Me by Father Walter Sisek. hope I'm pronouncing that properly. A Jesuit priest who was ministering in Russia. And at the beginning of the Second World War, he was arrested, accused of being a Vatican spy. And he spent 20 plus years in the Soviet gulag. So in the prison, uh, labor camps, uh, etc. And this book, He Leadeth Me, is basically his extraordinary testimony of faith, how the Lord was ministering to him and with him, even in the midst of this extraordinarily difficult time in his life. Again, St. Paul says, I boast in the glory of God. Right on. I can understand that. But I also boast in my sufferings. What do you mean by that? Here is what Father Walter shared with us in his book. And if you want the references on page 22-23. God is constant in his love for us. If we but look to him. There's the first if. We have to look to God. He will sustain us in every storm if we will but cry out to him. There's another condition. I got to cry out to the Lord. He will save us if we will but reach out our hand to him. And so in the midst of these difficulties, struggles, trials, tribulations of life, do I become self-reliant? Do I think that it's up to me? I can somehow do this. It's a question of self-will. Understanding instead, it's a question of willingness. What am I willing to do? Willing to reach out, willing to call out, willing to draw myself closer to the Lord who draws himself closer to me. And anything I can do, the Lord does much better. He is there. If we will only turn to him and learn to trust in him alone. The upheavals in this world or in the church herself are not the end of everything. It's not the end. When troubles come my way, it's not the end. Maybe I jump to that conclusion. It's all over. It's all lost. No, it's not. Especially in his love. They can, in fact, serve best as signs to remind us of his love and of his constancy to make us turn once more to him and cling to him again when all else that we counted on is overturned around us. The Lord, I've said this before, did not cause what we've been going through in the last two plus years, but he is allowing it to happen. And if I can speak from my own personal experience, he is allowing it to happen in my life to waken me up to the reality of my powerlessness and my own pride, self-reliance, self-determination, that I can somehow do it on my own. I can't. And when things don't go my way, it's not a sign that God has abandoned me or has forgotten me or is not hearing or listening or responding to my prayers or that I'm somehow doing something wrong. 
No, it's life. And life is very, very difficult for many, many people, including you and me, in our own particular way. So how do I respond to that? Understanding that in the midst of that, the Lord Jesus is still with us. And so that gives us this glimpse into what St. Paul is getting at when he says in our second reading today from Romans chapter 5, that he boasts, yes, in the glory of God and what Jesus has done for him and for you and for me on the cross. But he also boasts in his weaknesses and in his sufferings because it's in those opportunities and encounters and experiences of life that the Lord is also with us. And in fact, those circumstances and experiences in our life are opportunities that move the heart of God to love us even more so. And I'll get to this in a minute towards the end of this reflection. I came to understand, this is Father Walter, I came to understand more clearly and in some small way this truth in all of its terrible simplicity. Do not be anxious. Therefore, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we wear? Where shall we sleep? For your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his justice. This is Matthew uh, chapter 6 verses 32 and 33. So I boast. I boast in the glory when things are going well, falsely thinking, well, it's about me. It's what I have somehow been able to do on my own, forgetting that it is instead God's work of providence. Another important spiritual principle that has been communicated to me is that when God allows something, it's his providence. When he doesn't allow something, it's his protection. Not that I'm doing something wrong, not that I'm in his bad books, but he is in fact protecting me. But I forget this. I forget this in suffering and forget that it is in those times too that he is still with me. And that's why I can boast in my sufferings. Because God is there with me. He has promised he would never abandon me, that God is with me in good times and in bad. But with God, he doesn't use adjectives. With God is just time. And if you read a little further on from the excerpt that we have today from Romans chapter 5, you come to verse 8. St. Paul says that while we were still sinners, Christ died to save us. And here's where this double boasting of St. Paul comes into play. That I boast that I have been saved by Jesus, by his work for me on the cross. But I also boast that it is because of my sinfulness, because of my weakness, because of my powerlessness, because of the difficulties and circumstances and trials of life that come my way, it is because of those that God's heart was moved to act first, that while we were still sinners, Christ died to save us. So that's how we understand, or at least I understand and convey to you and allow you to allow these words to speak to your own heart in whatever circumstance that you're going through today the words of St. Paul, how they're applicable to your life and to mine today. 
So there are a couple of uh, principles that I try to live my life by. And the, the verb here is to try. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to live by them. And the first is that struggle, difficulties, setbacks, disappointments, suffering, is indeed a pathway to peace and the touchstone of growth in the spiritual life. There are opportunities for us to make a decision, to turn our will and our life over to the care of God, to let go, to stop fighting, to surrender, to give up control. So how good am I at doing that? And am I praying for that specific grace, again, of humility and willingness, obedience, docility, to remember to make that decision? When these trials come our way, it is the means by which I can grow in the spiritual life. Think of an athlete. All that they do, all they deny themselves in order to win a medal, a gold medal that perishes away. But we, of course, keep our eyes fixed on the ultimate prize, which is eternal life. Go for the gold, the real gold medals in, in life. The second principle is that Jesus is always with me. And knowing that he is always with me, not just in the good times, but in the bad, and circumstances come your way and my way, many times beyond our control, it's not what we look for, not what we would vote for, it's not what we would choose, but nonetheless, it's part of God's providence and God's plan in our life. When these difficult times come along, knowing that he is always with us, instead of saying, God, take this away from me, I instead say in humility, God, help me get through this. I don't understand why you're asking me of this. I don't understand why this is happening. But God, just help me get through this. It's an opportunity for me to connect with the Lord. And I talk to people, you talk to people. Right? And sometimes I'll say to somebody who's expressing to me a real difficulty in their life, how bad is it going to get before you start to pray to God? How bad is it going to get before you realize, accept, surrender your own powerlessness and tap into God's power? And I pray that you find him right now. And the third principle that I, again, try to live my life by is to remember that Jesus is in his Father's hands. I'm in Jesus' hands which means that I am in the Father's hands. He has me by the hand, and he chooses to hold on to me. He's not going to let me go. Now, I can choose to walk away. I can choose to put God on the shelf and say, Lord, I'm just going to do things on my own for a while. But the Lord is, never stops loving us, never stops yearning and waiting for that day when we come back uh, to him. And where the Father is and the Son is, there is indeed the Holy Spirit. And we celebrate the Holy Trinity this Sunday. Not that they need to be glorified or honored, but the Feast of the Holy Trinity is meant to inspire us to these considerations that I have tried to share with you uh, today. And I hope some of what I've said is resonating or speaking to your heart. But where the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is, I am there with them, and they are indeed together holding my hand. That's a beautiful image to consider. 
that we can indeed boast, yes, in the glory of God, as St. Paul says, but also boast in our sufferings, because I do not have to do this alone, and I am not alone. The Lord is always with me. So let us pray. Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of each person who is listening to this podcast. We thank you, Jesus, for anyone listening for the first time, anyone coming back to the faith. We thank you, Jesus, for your providence and also for your protection, Lord, in our life. Lord, we come before you. We desire to boast, yes, in the glory of the cross, which you have done for us. But we also want to boast, Lord Jesus, in our sufferings. Not in a sick or demented way, Lord, but to understand that these are the means by which we can indeed have a closer relationship with you. We are all very much human beings, Lord. Those of us here today listening in, we're all human. You know that, Lord. You really, willingly, freely chose to die on the cross to save each of us. So we say thank you, Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to minister to our hearts. Pray especially for that one person here today, Lord, who is carrying a very heavy burden in their life. Someone, Lord, listening today who has been away from you in confession for a long time, that you would continue to speak gently to their heart and call them back to you. We continue, Lord Jesus, to pray for the still-suffering addict, especially, Lord, those who are in the deep throes of darkness, that the grace of your light would penetrate their hearts. Speak to them, Jesus. Continue, Lord Jesus, to anoint our words. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be sent out this week and minister to those who are in need of knowing you. We thank you, Jesus, and Mother Mary, and St. Joseph, and our own patron saints. Please pray for us. Amen. And may Almighty God bless each of you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless the rest of your day. Stay caffeinated. This tea's not too bad, but this marmalade sandwich is amazing. God bless you. Mmm. Very good.